Welcome to the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast, a show that is dedicated to educating you on applying science-based training, nutrition, and mindset strategies from some of the top minds in the industry to help you build a leaner, stronger, and more confident self. I'm your host, Jeff Hain. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Mind Muscle Connection podcast. Today's is a solo episode. I have a couple topics to go over and some questions uh, to get through as well. So let's dive into it. So the first topic is, can a workout make you burn fewer calories throughout the day? And I feel like this is interesting because this sounds kind of counterintuitive. Uh, so let's kind of, let's dive into it. So neat which I've talked about multiple times on this podcast is spontaneous physical activity and activities of daily living. Uh, Think of any movement outside of formal exercise. Uh, So, you know, this isn't uh, necessarily the exercise that you get when you do your cardio or your run on the treadmill or whatever it may be. Now, now we do have clients track this and um, we just count overall daily activity through the, the step count is, is, it all counts, right? So even if you do go run during that time, we still count the overall activity and we, we count towards their needs. Um, and so <clears throat> again, this can be done through things like um, just going for a walk outside, anything that you do throughout the day. Uh, but really it's also just any, like, like I said at the beginning, it's just really any spontaneous movement as well. It doesn't have to be through tracking steps or anything like that. It really is just any spontaneous activity. So uh, talking, blinking, fidgeting, things like that, that's all going to be considered neat. So these are just things that you do without really thinking about it. Um, Again, you know, we can count steps towards that, but we'll we'll talk about some uh, practical applications here uh, at the end. And so neat uh, can increase the number of calories you burn throughout the day. And when you diet and lose weight, uh, this portion of calories burned seems to decrease without you noticing it. And this is one of the reasons why fat loss gets tougher over time. So again, as you diet, and lose body fat, you'll start to notice, you probably won't notice it, but you will start to maybe talk a little bit slower. Every little movement that you do is going to burn less calories. Uh, again, it's not going to be a huge difference, but done over time and throughout the day, it, does, it can add up. And then two, you know, uh, for example, I've heard where people have seen themselves blink less, stuff like that, you know, just small changes that, again, maybe don't make a big difference right then and there, but over time, it adds up. And so uh, in a recent Weightology review article, James Krieger, uh, who is the main guy at Weightology, he reviewed a study that looked at how exercise uh, may decrease people's neat levels throughout the day. And it's pretty interesting. What they found is that some people will decrease their neat levels when put on a regular exercise program. Uh, some of these, and these were uh, mostly females. Um, basically, how they they had it set up is uh, they the exercise pro. So it was thirty four postmenopausal women, uh, moderate intensity walking. A month one, they did. Um, 40 minute sessions, RPE 11 out of 15, month two, 50 minute sessions, RPE 11 out of 15, month three, 50 minute sessions, RPE 13 out of 15. They did this four times per week and they did it uh, for 13 weeks. Um, at the end of the training program, they, they did show significant improvements in a number of variables, including body weight, hip uh, circumference, resting heart weight rate, uh, systolic blood pressure, aerobic fitness, and insulin sensitivity. 
So some of the per, per, uh, participants went from burning four, 562 calories to uh, 441 on training days. And then on non-training days, it went as low as burning 238 compared to the 562. Uh, so unfortunately, um, you know, exercise, really what this is, is exercise is only a tool to increase total daily activity and a decrease in NEAT uh, can cancel out the benefit. So again, it's just a tool to help you burn more calories. But if you, whatever you, uh, if you, however much you burn, like if you, you know, again, you burn a lot of calories in, in a workout, you know, it can cause you to be less active later on throughout the day, which in turn could lower your NEAT levels and you actually burn less calories throughout the day. Um, so again, this can cancel out any benefit of increasing your workout intensity or the number of times you work out again. And this may be why some people struggle to lose weight, even though they exercise regularly. Uh, James Krieger did mention that some of the, some of this decrease in NEAT throughout the day could be from thinking that since you are doing formal exercise, you can take it easy the rest of the day and not move around as much as you normally would the other 23 hours of the day. I feel like this is very common. You know, you see people do more exercise, but then again, they like, okay, well, I exercise for the week. So then they, uh, again, they, they, it kind of to them, they can just go and lay down and not do anything the rest of the day. They can eat more because they worked out, you know, their, their watch says they burn this many calories. And so, you know, again, then it can just cancel everything out. So it's almost like you don't even, you know, you're just kind of wasting your time then. And so you need to look at what you do throughout the day, um, and not just what you do in that one hour of working out. Um, and so when it comes to managing your weight, the amount of calories you eat and burn throughout the entire day is way more important than the one hour you work out. Just to quote James Krieger again, exercise is only a tool to increase total daily activity and then decrease in need can cancel out the benefit. Uh, so the take home message here is keep activity levels high outside of the gym. Uh, just you know, make sure that just because you worked out for an hour, that doesn't mean that's uh, a ticket to just laying around the rest of the day. You need to make sure you, you stay active. Uh, this is one thing that when people come to me with issues of, oh, I'm, I'm doing more cardio, I'm, I'm working out more, but I just can't seem to lose weight. One of my first questions I ask is what does your, what, what does the rest of your day look like? Are you moving around? Are you mostly sedentary? Um, you know, what does your step count look like? And, and these are all things that I'll, I'll ask them. And usually what you see is, uh, you know, on the day that they're working out, they have way less steps. And even on the days that they're not working out, they have way less steps because again, they're only focused on those few hours that they're working out. And they think that's what makes a change, but really it's what you do throughout the day. And so again, another take home message here too, is track your activity through uh, activity trackers outside of formal exercise sessions. If you're, if you, maybe you've been training hard and you've seen a plateau in your weight. Obviously one thing to look at is, you know, your caloric intake, how much, how much you're eating. That's going to be very important. You know, are you adhering to what you're doing with your diet? If you can check yes to both of those and you, you know, you're already pretty low calorie. The next thing to look at is going to be, you know, a potential increase in your, uh, your step count. So if you track it and maybe you see your average for the week, 6,000, maybe you bump that up to seven to 8,000. Um, and that gives you good, some wiggle room there to where you don't have to take away more food. Um, but it is very interesting. So, you know, again, if, if you're struggling to lose weight, look at your workouts, make sure that you're not just focused on working out in that 
or just make sure you're not focused on just what you're doing in that one hour. You know, look at what you're doing throughout the day. I think that that is uh, way more important than that hour that you work out. If you have any more questions on this topic, uh, please send me a message. The next is uh, somebody just asked, you know, just to talk about intermittent fasting. They hadn't really heard much about it. Not intermittent fasting. I'm sorry. Um, Fasted cardio. For whatever reason, in my notes, I had intermittent fasting, but I mean, it's kind of the same thing, fasted cardio, intermittent fasting, but it is a little bit different. So uh, fasted cardio, uh, my thoughts on it. So with fasted cardio, essentially what it is, is it's people that, not people, but it's when you uh, just go in and do cardio on uh, in, in a fasted state. You haven't eaten for a while. Usually it's done the first thing in the morning. Um, there's, you know, people have said that it can help you burn fat. It can get you in fat burning mode, whatever it may be. And it may do that to where it relies on you to burn fat for fuel. But at the end of the day, the most important thing is going to be what you do, what your core, if you're in a calorie deficit for the day, um, if you are not in a calorie deficit, you know, intermittent fasting, intermittent fasting is not going to cause you to lose weight. Okay. So again, it's, it's what your calorie balance is throughout the day. Now, fasted cardio, again, can be a tool in the toolbox to help you get into that calorie deficit, but there are no magic fat burning. Uh, it's, it's just not a magic fat burning, you know, there's, there's no benefits of it. There's no magic to it. Again, it, it can be a tool in the toolbox, just like we just talked about, you know, it can be a tool to help you burn more energy, which in turn gets you into a calorie deficit. But at the end of the day, you need to be in an energy deficit throughout the day for it to be effective. Um, there's also, from my understanding, there's no performance benefits of doing fasted cardio. So again, uh, if you're doing it for more like performance to where you're just trying to improve your cardiovascular system. From my understanding, there is no benefits there. And so really what it comes down to is only do it. If you enjoy doing that type of training, uh, you know, there's, if you don't like doing it and you hate it, then to me, there's no point in doing it because you're not going to stick to it. You, you don't like it. And there's not going to be any added benefit of you doing it other than if you're, aren't very active and it gets you to burn more calories because you are, you know, just gets you up and moving more Then I think it can be something potentially useful for you. I will say one thing here on this is to make sure you get your protein in sometime around training. I think the big mistake here is, you know, people are trying to, usually when they do fasted cardio, they're trying to do it for fat loss. Right. And when we are aiming for fat loss, our goal here is we want to lose as much body fat as possible while maintaining as much lean body mass as possible. And doing cardio in a fasted state to me just sends that signal to break down muscle tissue. So uh, you want to make sure you get protein sometime around as close to the workout as possible. Uh, I know Dr. Escalante, I had him on a couple of weeks ago. I think it was episode 64. We, we do briefly dove into fasted cardio. He did some research on it and more trained populations. Um, and one thing that they had suggested was like a protein fast. So essentially you fast, but you just get some protein in and this may be beneficial. Um, but again, either way, the goal of fat loss is to maintain as much muscle as possible. So we don't want to go too long a period of time without getting any type of protein in, especially around exercise. Uh, because again, when you exercise, you know, your body, uh, starts to break down. And so we want to, uh, get that, get protein in to help it build back up again and recover from training. So if you're going to do it, only do it. If you enjoy it, there are no magic fat loss benefits from doing intermittent or from doing uh, fasted cardio. 
And if you are going to do it, try to get protein in as soon as you can following the training. And lastly, uh, over the past weekend, I was on a strategy call with somebody and he wanted me to look over his nutrition and he was trying to gain weight and, you know, he was eating a good amount of calories somewhere around, I think it was like 3,700. Uh, but he just was not hungry anymore. Um, and you know, this was obviously, you know, he, again, he wants to put on some size. He's a fairly lean individual, tall guy. I think he said he was six, five, maybe, um, and about two fifteen, and he was trying to put on some more weight. And so just kind of diving into everything, you know, asking him what his, what his macros look like. Um, you know, he mentioned again, he wasn't very hungry. And so this kind of got me thinking, um, and I think this is important because, you know, this is a, this is a fairly common problem and I'm going through a building phase myself and running into some hunger issues. And this is just, uh, you know, I feel like it's not talked about enough because you, most of the fitness stuff that we talk about is usually geared towards, you know, fat loss, weight loss, and how to work around that. But, you know, a lot of people are trying to gain weight and they, they do struggle to do that. Um, usually people who are trying to gain weight are, are, are trying to, uh, build muscle, um, but again, they're having a tough time eating enough calories to gain the desired weight that they need to, to build muscle. Again, we know in order to build muscle, you must be in a, before I say you must be in a calorie surplus, it helps you to build muscle if you're in a calorie surplus. If you're a beginner, you can get away with not having to be in a calorie surplus, even though it probably still is a good idea if, if you're trying to maximize muscle growth and you're okay with a little bit of fat gain to maximize that muscle growth, right? Um, again, if you're more advanced, you definitely need to be in a calorie surplus for periods of time to build muscle. Otherwise, it's just going to be a very slow process and you're just essentially going to feel like you're spinning your wheels. So at some point, you know, when you're more advanced, you definitely need to focus on being in a calorie surplus. Um, and so again, calorie surplus is going to require you to eat more food. And over time, just like when we lose weight, our body adapts down for most people. It's also, you know, going to adapt upwards as well to where, you know, potentially you need to keep increasing calories and you're going to get to the point to where, you know, consistently doing that day over day is going to be a challenge. I mean, my calories are around 3,200 and I've been in a building phase uh, with a mini cut in between for since, I mean, it's been probably this November or December. And I'll tell you what, it gets challenging to get that food in every day. Um, you would think it wouldn't, but if you're eating mostly whole foods and eating fairly well, it, it definitely becomes a challenge and it can be tough. Now in saying that there's a couple big mistakes I see made, and this was one that I noticed for this particular person. Um, and they are, the first one is, and so again, if you're at a weight gain plateau, these are two things that you need to look at because, you know, a lot of things that we hear and are told for fat loss, they still apply for gaining weight, but there's some things that again, tell people to do for fat loss, it is different for gaining weight. And the first one is too much focus on nutrient dense foods. Uh, when someone is looking to lose weight and lean out, filling up on these types of foods is key to, is key to lower your hunger levels and making sure you get all the central nutrients that you need. Uh, again, we, our goal when we're trying to lose body fat is to try to stay as full as possible. Again, when you're losing body fat, it, it's going to happen where you, know, you may not always be full all the time, but again, we're trying to keep you as full as possible. Uh, but when you're trying to gain weight, eating too many nutrient dense foods can leave you feeling full all the time. 
And this can be a challenge. Again, you're going to run into these hunger issues where you know, you're trying to fill up on nutrient-dense food because you heard that it's good for you. And again, we still want to have a good baseline here. We want to have a good baseline of nutrient-dense foods. But if you're finding that you're having trouble gaining weight and, you, and most of your diet is consisting of these types of foods, uh, you're just going to have to look at adding in a little bit more calorie-dense foods. Um, again, this is going to help you. Uh, it's just going to be easier to eat and help you get these extra calories in. Uh, Again, this is one thing that I'm running into where I'm having to add in more just tastier type foods uh, to get the color, to get the calories that I need to get in. Um, again, like I said, continue to keep a good baseline of nutrient dense foods, but add in more things like cereals, peanut butter, uh, bread, um, and just other tasty foods that you enjoy. Uh, for example, the other night I had, and this is my fault, uh, definitely shouldn't be, this isn't something that I would recommend, but I had a, uh, this week's been very busy with work. Um, I finished up my, the, this trimester of school and I have to take tomorrow off. So I, you know, this, this week was condensed down to basically three day, three days and a quarter and three quarters of a day. Um, so I just had to get a lot done. And uh, Monday I just was behind and I still was at 2,100 calories. I needed a thousand calories and it was eight o'clock at night. So uh, again, I wouldn't recommend this, but this is just my experience here and something I had to go through. Uh, I was, again, it, it would have been hard at eight o'clock at night to get a thousand calories in through, you know, things like potatoes, chicken, vegetables. So what I had to do was uh, to some 2% milk. So more calorie dense milk, um, some cereal, a Greek yogurt, and then uh, two servings of ice cream. And that was, that allowed me to get all of my calories in that I needed. Again, I wouldn't recommend that all the time, but at that time, you know, that's, that's, that's an example of how you can do that to hit your core goal when it's, when it's so high again, 3,200 compared to 3,700 is, you know, much easier. Um, so I can only imagine what 3,700 is like. Uh, so again, you know, focus on more uh, calorie dense foods. Again, this doesn't mean all of a sudden you just are eating these calorie dense foods. We still need these nutrient dense foods for, you know, essential nutrients, which are in turn going to help you just feel better overall. But if you're having trouble gaining weight, you know, add some more calorie dense foods in. The next big one here, and this was one thing that when I talked to this particular person was, is usually people's protein intake is too high. So again, in order, we hear in order to build muscle, you need to eat more protein. And when you are dieting, you, you, you hear keep, keep your protein intake high. And so this can be ingrained that we just always have to get protein in. And, and again, this is good advice because protein can be very filling. However, just like with the nutrient-dense foods that we just talked about, when you're trying to gain weight, going over one gram per pound of body weight isn't the best use of your macros. Uh, you can use, you know, it's not like if you go 1.5 grams or two grams, you're going to build muscle faster. You know, once you get to about one gram per pound of body weight, you're not going to increase the amount of muscle that you're building. And, and again, not even one gram, it's almost probably 0.8 grams. So once you get to about 0.8 grams, especially when you're in a building phase and you're getting all this extra food in, is good. Now, when you're dieting, you probably want to go closer to one gram, but once you get around 0.8 to one gram per pound of body weight, uh, you're, you're just basically getting everything in that you need. If you want to be a bit safe, you can go up to 1.2. But again, my thought is that is you can use that food for more tastier type foods like carbohydrates, fats, whatever it may be, foods that you actually enjoy. Um, whereas if you keep protein high, you know, you're missing out on some of those tastier foods. So look at decreasing your protein intake. And then lastly, I always tell someone who is looking to gain weight that again, gaining too quickly isn't ideal either. Okay. So just like we, just like with weight loss, 
we don't want to, if we speed up the process, this usually leaves you with undesired consequences. You speed up the weight loss process and you're going to risk muscle loss. You're going to, you're going to risk um, just not being able to sustain it because it's just so quick and the calorie deficit required is so drastic. Same thing. If you're gaining weight too quickly, you're going to, you're going to risk excessive fat gain compared to muscle. Um, so a lot of people think if they're in a building phase, this is, this means this is a free for all. You can just gain as much weight as possible, as quickly as possible. And for some people that may work, but for a lot of people, it's going to add extra body fat that you're just going to have to get rid of later. If you want to stay, stay fairly lean. So again, always caution people to slow down with their weight gain aim for around 0.25 to 0.5% of body weight per week. For me at 170 pounds, that's about 0.4 to 0.8 pounds per week. So just to give you an idea there, um, again, this doesn't mean that you necessarily have to do that week over week. Uh, an episode that uh, will drop, I think next week with Jeremiah, we kind of talked about this where you don't necessarily want to, when you're in a building phase, you don't need to necessarily pay attention to the week to week trend. It's more so what's happening over time. So maybe looking at more of a, month trend on that. But either way, over time, you definitely want to see that weight trend up, but not too fast either. So there's that fine line. So that's it for this week. Um, if you guys have any questions on any of these topics, please let me know. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you can, please leave a review and rate this podcast and we will talk to you next week. Thank you for listening. If you want more free content like this, follow me on Instagram at JeffH91 underscore or visit JHHealth.net. See you next time.